in his new coming-of-age Netflix series, Colin and Black and White. Former NFL quarterback turned civil rights activist Colin Kaepernick is running deep into controversy, this time by equating the professional football draft process with modern-day slavery. As the first episode opens, a flurry of football um, players portrayed by black actors are seen charging across the field in front of white coaches. What they don't want you to understand is what being established is a power dynamic. Kaepernick dressed all in black, says, before they put you on a field. Teams poke, produce, and examine you, searching for any defect that might affect your performance. He continues, no boundary respect, no dignity left intact. The scene, trans, um, scene transitions into an open market in American slavery era where the players shirtless and shackled are then sold before one of the slave owners shook hands with a football coach, merging past what present. It's 2021, and you tell me, Colin Kaepernick, honestly, believe NFL is like slavery. Well, let me tell you one thing. Well, actually, let me tell you two things. Myself and a lot of other players dreamed of being in the NFL. Two. Not only did they dream, but they some have made it to the NFL and they get paid for being in the NFL by their performance. So those are two reasons why NFL is nothing like slavery. Players dream of being in NFL. People don't dream about being in slavery where you working all day. You getting beaten all day. Some of your family is getting kidnapped. Some of your family is getting raped. Some of your family is getting killed. There is no way in hell you can ever compare the two. These players get paid millions of dollars for their performance in the NFL. You don't get a payday in being a slave. You either do it or get beaten or get killed. You didn't bust your ass for a payday in slavery. In NFL, you do bust your ass to get paid. And the crazy thing about all of this, NFL combine is not force. You can go or you can decide not to go. That is not the same thing as slavery. Slavery, you had no choice but to go. I cannot really believe this dude really sit up here and think like this. It is really disgusting. It's distasteful. It's very disrespectful to our ancestors. For this dude to sit up here and compare the two. 
people wasn't getting killed for not for not you know for not being the best performance on a field on a cotton field they don't kill you to if you don't catch a touchdown or you don't you know catch an interception or you don't make a tackle I cannot really believe we are still talking about this slavery hundreds of years ago. Yeah, racism still exists, but it still exists because idiots like him think slavery is a joke. I feel disrespected. We are here today because of people that for us. I cannot believe this dude really believe slavery is just like the NFL. How can you compare the two? Who, who's in his ear? Whoever need to be in his ear need to be slapped for real. Like, because you cannot be a human being and really think. Even though some people watch sports, some people don't. And I respect the people that don't watch sports, that particularly the National Football League. But man, slavery, let, let's take the NFL out of it, right? The NFL have a combine. So does hockey. So does MLB, NBA. And those hockey and MLB is all race. All race, majority of hockey is white. Majority of MLB is white and Latino. I cannot believe this dude really saying. So you basically telling me Colin Kaepernick believe all sports is slavery. They getting paid to do their job. Now, don't get me wrong. I kind of, I, I, I do feel what he trying to say, what he meant to say. But to compare it to slavery, that's a that's a no-no. Because if it's such a slavery, Colin, why would you try to get in back in it, slavery, NFL? If it's such a slavery, why you try to plan a whole workout to get back in NFL? Why did you take a knee to get attention to you? Why did you... Sued NFL and got plenty of millions for it. This the same dude that took a knee, brought his sister to him. Same man that sued NFL got millions of dollars from. That he want to talk about a documentary, which I don't give a damn about. I don't see it and I don't plan on seeing it. All I needed to know well, what it's about, and we can see clearly what it's about. It's about race, how he wants to be accepted, how he wasn't accepted by some of the whites. He did. He was adopted. If some don't know, he was adopted in, um, to a white family. I heard that they was pretty, pretty, pretty much good on the financial side. If you, had, if um, if what I'm hearing, 
but he wasn't accepted by them. He wasn't accepted by black. And part of the, the, the whole show is about how he tried to be accepted, get accepted by the blacks. African-American, color distinct. Bro, if you be, that's, that's one thing about this I don't understand. How can you be a black man raised by a black family and you want to get accepted? I don't get it. I really don't. I, I really don't. It bothers me that people really think like this. Jay Williams brought receipts to Stephen A. Smith show on first take. Aaron Rodgers missing at least Sunday's game, Sunday Packers game against the Chiefs before he tested positive for COVID-19. He reportedly received antibody treatment and petitioned the NFL to characterize him as vaccinated. But the league declined. When asked directly by reporters in August if he was vaccinated, Rodgers answered that he was immune For this series of events, Stephen A. Smith said that Rodgers is a liar and a coward. That's the best he can do. Smith did not make a stance, take a stance. And I didn't expect him to, of course on whether it matters if Rogers is vaccinated or not. But focus on the misdirection and the fact that Rogers was not following league protocols by speaking to the media without wearing a mask this season. Having watched that segment backstage, Jay Will entered the show and called Smith out for going easier on Rogers. Decision not to be vaccinated, then he did with Kyrie Irving, who has set out the next season so far while refusing to get the jab. I have this grip with you. And I wrote down some things that you said here, William said to Smith. Three and a half weeks ago, you said it's a mount of betrayal for Kyrie, flat out stupid, a bad teammate, and selfish. October 16th on CNN. To hell with you. You said all of these things about Kyrie Irving. And he was very upfront and honest about his situation. He wasn't jeopardizing anyone else. He didn't put anyone, anybody else in the Brooklyn as at risk. I just didn't feel that same venom. I didn't feel that same energy that was associated with Kyrie Irving. And a part of me wonders why. Jay Will, you know why. How come you don't know whole Aaron Rodgers who lied to the same standard? Because Stephen A. Smith is a bias right now, man. And, 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 and for all the Stephen A. fans out there, I know you don't want to hear it. The dude's a bias. He, he's just, what can I say about this dude that I already didn't say it, man. I lost so much respect for him. He, he have no respect for the game of sports. He have no respect to himself. He have no respect to his coworkers, his colleagues, his 
No, he have no respect for nobody but the the boss man. Stephen A. Smith is a clown. Every morning he get on that show and he be a clown. Every single day, I don't even watch the first take. I, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot take his voice. The the stuff that he say is just mad blowing. And it gets people like me very frustrated. Like, how this dude can sit up here and analyze anybody? Not even analyze, just basically judge. Anybody, especially the black athletes. This dude was going so hard on Kyrie Irving. Now, all of a sudden, and and people got to understand this, at some point, Things were things going to get different, and let me explain the Kyrie situation. He went so hard on this; it was just a matter of time before someone white of Aaron Rodgers, that Stephen A. Smith said plenty of times, he's a bad man. There now, this bad man sit up here and lie to you in your face, and the best thing you can do is call him a liar and a coward, but. He ain't selfish like Kyrie. He ain't selfish. He said August. I'm immunized. I'm immune. Whatever he said. Basically saying I'm vaccinated. He stood up here and lied to not only to you, but to a media. Why? While not wearing a mask. Now he coming out saying he got a medical team. I never heard NFL. I never heard any athlete say they have a medical team. So you telling me your team doctors not good enough? It's just crazy. It's just really crazy. You just cannot make this stuff up. It was just a matter of time before one of these athletes that Stephen A. Smith so so loves so much that the best he can do is call them a liar and a coward. Well, I'm sorry, Stephen A. Smith. Well, how about this, Stephen A. Smith? How about this? How about that you is a liar? Because I believe absolutely none of you, I absolutely don't believe that you have the audacity to sit on a, a talk show, a good network, getting paid all this money, and the best you can do is talk down on back athletes, and now that a white a, a athlete that you so love Lied about being vaccinated. When Kyrie Irving said, honestly, I'm not vaccinated and I don't plan on being vaccinated. I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna risk my risk my teammates. I'm not gonna risk anybody of the Brooklyn Nets organization. He went so hard on him. And the best you can do is just sit there with a sad power face and say he's a liar and coward. If you take Stephen A. Smith a serious, something is really wrong with you. Let's start the show. Coming up on this episode of Sports Talk with Marcel, we recap a very interesting week nine of this NFL season and pick week 10 games. We discuss the NBA top 75 all-time list and we recap the World Series and what's next for the Houston Astros. The best and worst of this past week, and we also recap an interesting college football this past Saturday and preview this weekend's games. 
NCAA basketball is back tonight, season opener, and who I'm picking to be in the Final Four next year in New Orleans. This day in sports history and more, right now on Sports Talk with Marcel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the latest edition of Sports Talk with Marcel. Thank you guys for joining me. Episode number 60 on this beautiful Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Man, we have so much to get into. So much NFL news. Recap NBA week. We're going to do the. We have to discuss the um, NBA um, 75. I've um, said a little last week, but we definitely going to get into it today. Who do deserve on there and who don't deserve to be on there? We'll get into that a little later on the show. MLB, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves winning their first World Series since 1995. And what do the Houston Astros do? They have a couple key free agents that's I'm not sure that would be there come next spring of next year. And, of course, this day in sports history, the best and worst in that crazy Monday night football game. We've seen it came with a little controversy. We'll get into that. But we're going to start off with the week, week nine, with last Thursday night football as the New York Giants, I mean the New York Jets, go to Indianapolis and put up a fight. 45 out of 30, Carson Wentz played a tremendous game, 30, 22 of 30, 275 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Josh Johnson had to come in for Mike, uh, Mike White. 27 to 41, played a tremendous game, 370, 17 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. The Indianapolis Colts, they are a very interesting team. And I simply say that because it is. One week they can beat like the 49ers. They'll beat a good 49ers team in the rain. And last week they had Tennessee on the ropes until Carson Wentz turned the ball over in overtime. But this team is just so inconsistent. It's ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. How can you let a backup quarterback come in and throw 300 yards on you, man? 300 yards with no with no hesitation. And I'm sure Josh, I'm sure Josh Johnson is a tremendous quarterback, but I don't think he ever been a like a a a, a franchise quarterback or. Um, a franchise, I don't believe he started at least four or five straight games. But, man, the Indianapolis Colts is very inconsistent, man. Now that this division is getting kind of tight, now we know who we know who's the superior team in the division. But the Colts, you have a you you have a you have a chance to really get into that as a wild card. And the way Cincinnati, the way Pittsburgh, the way the Bengals playing. The way the Chargers playing, they have a legit chance to get into the postseason because we know Tennessee Titans winning the division. No, no matter if Henry there or not, as we saw on Sunday night, we'll get into that a little later on. But man, Colts have a legit chance to get in one of them wild cards. All they have to do is be consistent for Stack up a couple of wins, but be consistent. Carson Wentz needs to learn how to take care of the ball a little bit more. He didn't turn the ball over Thursday night. But, man, I won't be surprised if he turned it over this Sunday. 
The New York, the Las Vegas Raiders. What is it with the Raiders in the MetLife Stadium? Because every time they go there, they lose. The New York Giants don't have to do much. They defeat the um, Las Vegas Raiders 23-16. Um, Daniel Jones, he had a decent game. 15-20, 110 yards, one touchdown. Derek Carr couldn't really – he really didn't, he really didn't um, have a chance to really throw as much. Well, he, not, not that. That defense was all over him. 30 or 46, 296 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions that was that was not needed to be thrown, Derek Carr. I wonder when people start putting him on a hot seat. Because he's been in, um, I believe he's been with the Raiders for about like six, seven years now. And I believe like two postseason appearances. That's not so good if you want to be called elite now. But Las Vegas Raiders, you go to New York, you go to New York, and you you stank up the joint. Now you have a, a test come Sunday night. And from how you play Sunday, it's a, it's, a, it's a man, it's a it's a tough one. These games are gonna get tougher and tougher. That division is very tough in AFC West. You have Kansas City; they seem like they finally strive. Denver playing tremendous. The Chargers playing tremendous. Las Vegas, you got to stop up a couple wins because this, this year will probably be the year that two teams from the AFC West get into the postseason. If not from the AFC North, definitely from the NFC West. AFC in the West. The Atlanta Hawks. Not a Hawks. Atlanta Falcons. Sorry. The Atlanta Falcons go to New Orleans and almost blow away a 18-point lead. I don't know what it is, but man, I, I I have to I have to kudos to Matt Ryan, man, because as much as he playing, it, 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 they not going nowhere. The best they can do is what they already did was go to Bowl and stack up the joint tremendously. The biggest. The biggest um, letdown in Super Bowl, not not even in Super Bowl, in sports history. Atlanta actually blew the lead again. They was not 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 not. I can understand, but man, when you going into the fourth quarter, by it's twenty four to six with ten minutes to go. You expect the game to be over, right? Not, not, no, no. They blow the lead. Man. But Matt Ryan came back. And. Connected with a deep pass. I believe it was Patterson. On a deep pass ball. And they set up for the game winner. As they beat the. New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints, people have been raving about their defense for the past couple of weeks. There is no way you have the lead with 101 to go and you blow it. You failed to stop the Atlanta Falcons on that final drive. I just don't get it. And a secondary is supposed to be good. And they give up a big, um, a big, um, 
the long ball. It, it's, it's it's just un, it's just unreal. And, and, and I mind you, Trevor um, Simeon, twenty five of forty four, two hundred and forty nine yards, two touchdowns. This dude look like he he the new version of Drew Brees. I I, I tell you, he looked like a decent quarterback, a quarterback that can actually lead you to the postseason. I wonder if Jameis Winston come back, do we have a a quarterback controversy in New Orleans? Because Sean Payton is a hell of a coach. Matt Ryan threw through 23 of 30, 343 yards, two touchdowns, and a winning effort as the Atlanta Falcons defeat the New Orleans Saints 27-25. And my God, the Buffalo Bills... This actually, I, I feel, oh, I, I was really upset. I couldn't believe it. I really couldn't believe it. The Buffalo Bills go to all places and lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. It, it's nothing I can really say. It's nothing I can really say. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's games like this that really can frustrate a team. Because there is no way you're supposed to put up six points in the losing effort to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Basically a defensive game. And, and we all learned that it was more than one Josh Allen in the NFL. We all learned that. Trevor Lawrence did a little 15 of 26, 118 yards. Josh Allen, man, 31 of 47, 264 yards, two touchdowns. You 264 yards, a total of six points? Nah, uh-uh. But this guy, Josh Allen, defensive of the Jacksonville secondary, this dude had a, a coming out game. He had a sack, a pick, and a force fumble. What, what, what can you say? What can you say? It was even, it was bad enough that they lost. But man, when they interviewed Jack, um, Josh Allen, that we all know of on the Buffalo Bills, this dude, he he was he was pissed. Who 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 wouldn't be pissed if someone as you have the same name and they dominate the game? Cleveland and Cincinnati. Baker Mayfield had a tremendous game, 14 of 21, 218 yards, two touchdowns, and a winner as they tear the um, Cincinnati Bengals apart, 41-16. Joe Burrow need to take care of the ball. You cannot – you have to take care of the ball. He threw a pick six up their own, I believe, three or four-yard line. Joe Burrow, 28-40, 282 yards. That's who in the and really cost him the game. There's nothing much I can say here but the Cleveland Browns. They have to get better on defense. They have to get better on defense. Um, they have to get out the quarterback. They they did they did good turning the ball over, but man, I believe Cincinnati um can be a legit threat in a postseason. If they defense come to play more and have not an up and down week, I believe they could be make some noise in the playoff. Cincinnati, a week or two ago, we was Oh, they oh they the team they the team now they lost two straight and what do we go now what do we go from here? The way that they lose it is turning over the ball. 
You cannot turn over the ball. Everybody know that you went over the turnover about NFL is majority you're gonna win then lose. New England Patriots go to Carolina and beat down the Panthers 24 to 6. Mac Jones is looking like a very veteran. Bill Belichick is a, is a, is a hell of a coach. I, he probably go down the best coach in, in sports history. This dude had this rookie playing like he been there at least three years. 12 of 18, 12 of 18, 139 yards. One touchdown, one exception. He's seen every week he's making the right decisions um, with the ball. But who not who's not taking care of the ball is Sam Donald. 16 of 30, 16 to 33, 172 yards, three interceptions. They lost on day five game losing streak. They he threw nine interceptions. They five losses to four touchdowns. If that don't tell you this guy needs to be benched, I don't know what is. The Patriots offense is outscoring their opponent it is ridiculous. 105 to 43. On a three-game win streak. Since they lost the Dallas on that Sunday night, well, Sunday afternoon, late night, or early night, evening, they have been scoring points. And their defense getting better every week. Every single week they're getting better. The game that people didn't expect to come, <laughs> not even myself. The Denver Broncos go to Dallas and straight annihilate the um, Cowboys. This game was over halftime, in my opinion. Teddy Bridgewater, he needs to learn how to get out the pocket when he needs to. There's no way you're supposed to be, as you're a mobile quarterback, there's no way you're supposed to be in a pocket when you see the rush coming. Get out of the pocket. When you see the breakdown of your offensive line, I mean, get out the pocket. 19 of 28, 204 yards, one touchdown. Derek um, Prescott was frustrated all day. 19 of 30, 19 of 39, 232 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Man, Dallas defense, they played tremendous, but their offense couldn't do absolutely nothing. Dallas couldn't convert on fourth, 0 for 4 on fourth down. I don't even know why he went for it more than twice on fourth, but they only hit 18 and for 1848 on time possession. Out of 60 minutes, you didn't have the ball 20 minutes. Of course you're going to lose. Then I just don't see how teams expect to be down big in the fourth and expect a tremendous comeback. No, the game is over. They score all their 16 points in the fourth quarter. If I, I was really thinking, like if I was Mike McCarthy, I probably would have set these guys, some of the stars, out. There's no way you expect to come back with six minutes and you down 30. No way. No way. Game of the week, Minnesota and Baltimore. Man, this Minnesota defense is horrible. It is really, really, really horrible. Really horrible. They trash. They can't stop a nosebleed. But my biggest pet peeve of Jack, uh, Lamar Jackson he is so careless with the football. His last three wins, he have turned the ball over four times against teams that you're supposed to beat, like the Chargers, like the Vikings. But, man, you cannot turn the ball over against elite teams in, in the playoffs. 
And I'm just really concerned about this Baltimore, not even Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. He is careless with the ball. I've seen it more than one time on more than one occasion. He is very careless with the ball. John Harbaugh needs to get him into a um um more uh, situated with uh, for, um his football IQ because there is no way you turning the ball over this way and expect to beat elite uh, better teams than this. Minnesota actually had this game. Minnesota really had this game. It was a lot of um, dumb plays from the um, defense. They couldn't stop nobody, that's for sure. But, man, it was just a – it was just a – it was a very entertaining game. But Minnesota, man, there's no way – I don't believe Kirk Cousins or Mike Zimmerman coming back. Houston to Miami. The Miami Dolphins finally snapped their six, seven game losing streak. Jacoby Prescott, 26 of 43, 244 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Tyrod Taylor come back 24 and 23, 240 yards, three interceptions. There's nothing special about this game. The best thing about this game is these two teams will be picking top five in the NFL draft next year, guaranteed. Neither of these teams are going anywhere in the next four or five years. Promise you. Deshaun Watson, go ahead and try to request a trade all you want. There's no way he can really go. There's no way he can really go, in my opinion. He go to Miami. You know, they, they about to get rid of Brian Flores. I tell you, this dude is on a um, high seat, and the seat is, you know, you know, damn near about to burn him up. The L.A. Chargers and the Philadelphia um, Eagles. L.A. Um, Los Angeles Chargers defeat the um, Eagles 27-24. Justin Herbert, 32 of 38, 356 yards, two touchdowns. One thing about this Chargers team, their defense is not playing like they supposed to be playing. They not. There's no way you have Justin, um, I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts do what he do. No way. I don't think the Chargers are really going anywhere, to be honest with you. Probably a wild card at best. But, man, Jalen Hurts, 11 of 1,762 yards and one touchdown. I, I, I bet you guys didn't even know Philly was on for at home. The Eagles' defense failed to stop the Chargers on fourth down twice on their final drive. What do they say about that defense? They say one thing to me, that they are horrible. When it comes to game situations, when it's time to make a play or make a stop, you have a bigger chance on the Philadelphia Eagles' defense. Their defense is, man, since they won the Super Bowl that year, they defense haven't, I'm sure, haven't been in at least top 10. Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Green Bay, this game was just straight, just wor wor worthless. If you, if you tell me, it was more Aaron Rodgers talked about than the game. I'm sure of that. They talked about Aaron Rodgers more during this entire week than this game at all. 
Patrick Mahomes, first game without an interception. Who cares? The dude threw 162 yards, and that's the, that's the one thing he said in the press conference. In the post game, I would I'd rather throw more yards in a win. You rather what? Who's to say you would have threw a pick? Come on, man. The, the 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 silliness of these players. Really, you won the game. Who cares about if you would have threw more yards? I don't. I'm happy to see that you didn't turn the ball over. We we would like to see that more. Not turning the ball over, Mr. Mahomes. Jordan Love, man, he I can see why Aaron Rodgers won out. Because he probably see this dude that uh, this dude is gonna be straight garbage. But I'm not I'm not gonna push, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Expect him to do much. 19 to 30, 490 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I'll tell you one thing they did. They put this guy in a situation that he wasn't even ready to play. He wasn't ready to play. The Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. Let me tell you something right now. And, and, and I've been so high on Buffalo all year, but it's not even about the game in Jacksonville. Arizona, right now, is the best team in the NFL. Yeah, I said it. They are a hard-hitting team. Colt McCoy showed us what he used to do as a – um. He, he, we saw a flashback of Colt McCoy, 22 of 26, 240, um, 49 yards, one touchdown. But, man, this was all, this was all about James Conner. 21 carries, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Five receptions, 77 yards, and one touchdown. Arizona defense, five sacks. What can you say about that defense? They are a hard-headed nose defense. They know how to get stops. They know how to get turnovers. And they know how to stack the quarterback. That's all you need for a defensive, um, a good championship defense. And the Arizona Cardinals, I do believe, right now, will be representing NFC in the Super Bowl. I, I really, I, they, they are tough to beat. They have a good defense. Not only did they get five sacks, they got three turnovers. And the San Francisco 49ers, I don't know what else, 10 points in 22 minutes. You tell me you go a whole quarter without scoring one single point. We can we can now say Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo tender and um, San Francisco is over. 28 or 40, 306 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. That would beat a lot of teams. But this day, no, not the Arizona Cardinals. Tennessee and the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday Night Football. Let me tell you something, man. When I said it on the show, and I'll be a man to, man to admit it. Tennessee Titans still look dangerous right now. I can I can even see them being in the AFC Championship. I can really because if you ask me right now, who is one team? They have beaten all the good teams. I believe they they have the only thing they the only thing they play Baltimore, but they beat the Chargers. Did they beat the Chargers? No, yeah, they, I think they did. No, no, they didn't play the Chargers this year. They beat. Kansas City, and they just beat the Rams, and they beat Buffalo. Three legit teams that could represent their conference in the Super Bowl. You beat them. Fair and square. 
What, 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 what else can I say about what, – what else can do you want me to say about these Tennessee Titans? That defense came to play. Pick six in the first quarter, you kind of knew what this defense was on. They beat the Tennessee – they beat the Rams 28-16, uh, Ryan Tannehill – 19 of 27, 143 yards. They didn't have to do much. It wasn't needed for him to do much because that defense was sure locked down. One touchdown, one interception. Matthew Stafford. Um, that's one thing he always done um, in Detroit, and we starting to see it. Throw the turn the ball over. 31 of 48, 294 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. As the Rams lose again at home, they lose again at home. This is supposed to be a crowd-friendly arena and a loud arena, a stadium. But what was the energy Sunday night against the Tennessee Titans? What was it? And, of course, this the Monday night controversial game, a game I'm sure that will be talked about all this week, the Chicago Bears. Man, what, what can I say about the Chicago Bears team? Man, they, man, they played a hell of a game. But I did not know they was going to be playing the game, the, the Steelers, and the referees. I did not know. I know. I never seen so many uh, BS flags in my life. First off, that game should have been 20. Uh, I believe it was 20. Um, it was it was 6. It was 20 to 6. And they... Um, Kick that field goal to make it six. That game that, that should have been no. It was it was it should, it's supposed to have been fourteen to ten going into that fourth quarter. You have two penalties on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you didn't even call it. And they was passed. They was um, they was very um, personal fouls on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. They hit Justin Fields right after he threw the ball. That's called, that's passing interference in, the, in, in any rule book. Any rule book. I it was just it was so many bull. I, I have to I have to kudos to um, Justin Fields, man. This dude showed me something that I seen at when he was at Ohio State. He showed me he know how to run even more now. He showed me. That he can lead a team on a drive and in that locker room. He, humble guy, a very humble guy. You could tell. Press conference, be he just be just he be so so calm in them interviews, man. He really do. But you know, we all are gonna point to it. We all gonna get to it. The best penalties. Penalties, penalties, penalties. That when the Bears when when it was twenty seven to twenty three, or twenty no twenty seven to twenty, or it was twenty seven to twenty six. That last drive, the Steelers, the Bears had at least two. I think believe two two or three calls on all sides. The Bears had twelve penalties for one hundred and fifteen yards. Even though they got that many penalties. There's no way you give up um offsides, uh infraction, um, um, um infraction, new infraction, offsides basically. You know, y'all know what I'm trying to get to. There's no way the Bears make those mistakes 
on a drive, a game-winning drive, in my opinion. Let's get to the controversy play right here. His name is Tony Sharani. As the, I believe his name, Cassis Marsh, and C. Thompson. The referee, and I and I saw it clear as day. I saw it clear as day. As he taunted the referee, but, but, what was it? But, but hump him. Well, he basically just. He basically just bumped into the linebacker. And then he called a taunt. That's not taunt. He didn't do anything. He walked towards them, towards the the Steelers bench, and looked at him. He didn't do no fingers or nothing. That's not taunting. That is not taunting. That referee, I don't know if he's going to be fired, but I know for sure he should be fined or suspended. There is no way. You make that call. There's no way you make that call. But the Bears played tremendous. Justin Fields, man. 17 to 29, 201 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I can really, I can really even get, I can really blame him on the interception. Bear Rosenberg, 21 of 30 and 205 yards, two touchdowns. That game was just straight garbage, if you ask me. The Bears were supposed to win that game easy, man. It was just uh, uh, unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. But, uh, hey, this is National Football League. You expect things like this to happen. Now it's time for this day in sports history. It is now time for this day in sports history. In 1965, first New York Knicks game postponed due to blackout versus the St. Louis. In 1976, the Oakland A's released Billy Williams into his Hall of Fame baseball career. In 1982, Sugar Ray Leonard retires for the first time. And in 1996, Evander Holyfield upset Mike Tyson in the 11th round knockout in Las Vegas to regain the WBA heavyweight boxing title. Second boxer after Muhammad Ali to win a heavyweight title three times. This has been This Day in Sports History. Now to NFL news. Former Raiders wide receiver Henry Ruggs is facing two additional felony charges as well as as a misdemeanor following his involvement in a fury car crash early Tuesday morning that left a 23-year-old woman and her dog dead and Ruggs and his girlfriend injured, according to court records. Ruggs, 22, initial face being charged with felony driving under influence, resulting in a death of, resulting in death and reckless driving after prosecutors said he was driving 156 miles per hour and had a blood level alcohol, alcohol level more than twice the legal limit at, in the state of Nevada. 
Prosecutors now have decided to charge Ruggs with additional felony charges of DUI and reckless driving due to the injury suffered by the passenger. His girlfriend, Kiara Washington, who also goes by Rudy Washington. The misdemeanor charge is possession of a firearm under influence steaming from a loaded gun found in Ruggs' car at the scene. The additional charge was first reported by TMZ. Ruggs' convertible rammed into the back of Tina Teeler, um, Toyota, 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 causing the SUV to immediately catch fire. Ruggs, who was released on a $150,000 bail, is facing monitor electricity, electrically, after giving his passport, could be facing a maximum of 46 years of prison. He is confirmed. He is confined to his home and is not allowed to drive or consume alcohol and is scheduled to appear in court. Status hearing Wednesday. Rose, who were released by the Raiders late last Tuesday, 17 hours after the 3.39 a.m. crash and shortly after he was released from University Medical Center, and booked into Clark County Jail. Very unfortunate for the um, woman who lost her life due to the crash like that. Is facing 46 years at 22. Unbelievable. Also in NFL news, um, Odell Beckham Jr. Have, have been wavered by the um, Cleveland Browns and is now available to be picked up as a free agent um, sometime this week. Some say it could be the Chiefs. Some say it could be the Bears. Some case it could be even be the Giants. Who cares if you ask me? Also released is um, Deshaun Jackson of the L.A. Rams. I don't know what the situation happened with Deshaun. I guess he wasn't happy with the uh, playing time he was getting as the Rams organization. College football. Last week we saw some tremendous game. Wake Forest. Came up short against UNC, 58 to 55. Ohio State take care of um, Nebraska, 26 to 17. Idaho State and BYU, BYU take care of business, 59 to 14. Navy didn't do so much against Notre Dame, losing 34 to 6. TCU upset Baylor, 30 to 28. Penn State take care of Maryland, 31 to 14. Oklahoma State. Went a tough one, but the score don't say it. 24-3 as they defeat the West Virginia Mountaineers. Albany and Texas A&M. Should have been a tremendous game, and it really wasn't close. Texas A&M take care of them. 20-3. Michigan State and Purdue. Purdue find itself. Purdue is Purdue. I must give them this. They have beat two teams in the top six. This year alone. But it really wouldn't matter um to them because Michigan State will drop and they probably will they probably just blew their chances of getting into that top four. They lose to Purdue 40 to 29. Cincinnati. I'm starting to really believe Cincinnati is not a legit number two team just because their games are so close. And you know the committee, they go by style points. We want to we want your team to blow them out. You know, stuff like that. Um, and they just not getting it done. They just they winning these close games, and that's I don't think that's gonna be good enough. 
it might be good enough right now because they undefeated, but I really believe they can get to the college football and lose their first game. That's what I see. That's what I see happening. Tennessee and Kentucky. Kentucky lose against a close one against Tennessee, 45 um, to 42. Um, Iowa, Hawkeyes take care of Northwestern, 17 and 12. Northwestern has really, this has really been a bad year for them. Um, but hopefully they'll bounce back. Hopefully they'll bounce back next year, have a better year, a season. LSU gave a fight to Alabama, but it wasn't much as Alabama Crimson Tide 20 and 14. I have a big um I have a big problem with Alabama being number three. I really do. I don't believe they deserve to be number three. I believe um uh, Alabama should be number five or six. They are the only team in the top four with a with a loss. And I don't think that's fair to some schools. Um, Indiana take care of Michigan. I mean, uh, Michigan take care of Indiana tremendously, twenty nine to seven. Houston and South Florida had a tremendous game, but it came down, and Houston got the W, fifty four to forty two. Oregon and Washington. I'm under. I'm not understanding how Oregon is ranked. Um. Um. Oregon is ranked at seven, and Ohio State is ranked six when they beat them early this season. Oregon win 26 to 6, 16, and Georgia is the legit one, number one. See, I really think they're going to win it because they blowing the team out. They did Missouri the same way, 43 to 6. College football for the weekend, last weekend. NHL. Last night games. We've seen three games last night. We've seen the New York Rangers take care of Florida Panthers 4-3. to three. The Washington Capitals and Buffalo. Washington take care of them 5-4. to four. And the LA Kings go to Toronto and take care of the Maple Leafs 5-1. to one. Tonight's NHL games, Florida is continuously on the travel as they continue east. They go against the New Jersey Devils tonight. The, the best team in hockey league right now, in my personal opinion, Visit the other, the uh, the other powerhouse, the Tampa Bay Lightning. It should be a tremendous game um, tonight. Oklahoma, um, Ottawa and Boston Bruins tonight. The LA Kings travel to Montreal to face the Canadians. The Edmonton Oilers are in Detroit to fight to to hopefully not fight, but to go against the Red Wings, the St. Louis Blues, and the Winnipeg Jets. Pittsburgh Penguins and the Chicago Blackhawks. Man, Chicago Blackhawks is having a horrible season thus far. It's just been nothing but L's, L's, L's. Hopefully, I find a way to turn around starting with tonight. San Jose Sharks go to Calgary to face the Flames. And then Ducks are in Vancouver to face the, um, the Conducts. And Seattle Kraken. Against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Wednesday night games. Toronto is uh, back on the road against the Philadelphia Flyers in Philly. Um, Nashville goes to Denver to face the Stars. And the Minnesota, the Minnesota Wild is in Arizona to play the Coyotes. NBA last night. Man, did we see some games. The New York Knicks. 
take care of the Philadelphia um um 76 is 103 to 94 behind Julius round the 31 to 12 rebounds. Joe MB did test positive for COVID. He will miss the next couple of games, and that don't that don't look so good for the 76. Even though Steph Curry, um, Stephen, not Stephen, Steph Curry has been playing tremendous ball for the 76ers. I don't think that's gonna be enough, man, because they play um Milwaukee tonight. I think that's their first L right now. I can see that happening tonight. Uh, Memphis Grizzlies are very a good team. They are a sleeper to me. They are a sleeper to me to the point where they can do damage in the postseason. So like they did last year against the Golden State Warriors, they gave Utah a fight. They really gave Utah a fight. I think they're going to be a, a good team this year, a very good team in the postseason. They can, they take care of the Minnesota Timberwolves on 125-96 behind John Moran. Who else? 33 points. Dude is tremendous, man. The dude is some special. I believe he'll be an all-star this year. Brooklyn Nets go to Chicago in a, in a game where the Bulls just outplayed them in the fourth quarter. 45, I believe, 45 points to 17. That's how you get it done. That's how you get it done. They uh, take, Bulls take care of them 118 to 95 behind the Marlboro's with 28 points. New Orleans, New Orleans Pelicans and the Dallas Mavericks. New Orleans Pelicans are horrible. I believe they own five. 108 to 94 behind Luka Doncic, 25 points. Miami and Denver. Denver is um seem to get on the right path right now. They just take care of Miami. He 113 to 98. Behind Noclish, um, behind Noclish, 25 points, 15 boards as they take care of the um Miami Heat. Phoenix Suns in Sacramento. This could this always be a trap game to some teams, but not to the Phoenix last night that they defeat the Kings. 109 to 104, Devin Booker, 118, I mean, 18 points and nine boards. And the Atlanta in the Golden State game, Steph Curry. What else can we say about this dude that haven't already been said? This dude is something special. Something special. Something very special as he dropped 50 and 10 assists as the Golden State Warriors take care of the Atlanta Hawks. 127 to 1, um, to 127 to 113. And it took the LA Lakers overtime to defeat the Charlotte Hornets. Whoopity do. Whoopity do. Behind Anthony Davis, 32 points and 12 boards, four assists, as they take care of the Hornets, 126 and 123 in overtime. Tonight's NBA action. I'm already said the Milwaukee and Philly. Atlanta and Utah, Portland and Clippers. Wednesday night game, tremendous schedule for Wednesday night. Washington Wizards go to Cleveland to face the Cavaliers. Brooklyn is in Orlando to play the Magic. Detroit is in Houston to play the Rockets. Milwaukee travel to New York. Should be a tremendous game. I will definitely probably be watching that game Wednesday night. Toronto and Boston, another tremendous game. Charlotte Hornets and Memphis. Dallas Mavericks and the Chicago Bulls, another good game. Oklahoma City at the New Orleans um, Pelicans. The Sacramento Kings travel to San Antonio to place um, to place Greg Popovich Spurs. Indiana Pacers and Denver Nuggets, Portland and Phoenix, and a 2020 Finals rematch. The Miami Heat visit the LA the LA um, the LA Lakers. 
me see. I think this is E. Who played Golden State? Um, and the Timberwolves, Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Golden State Warriors. Thursday night game I will be watching for right now is the Miami Heat and the L.A. Clippers. College football. This upcoming week, Cincinnati. They have to destroy South Florida. They want to, you know, have some recommend. They they, they have to dominate them. I, I'm I'm looking at at least fifty to something a single point digit. I don't know. They need to blow the team out. The um, Miss, Mississippi State and Auburn should be a tremendous game. Oklahoma and the Baylor Bears. A good showdown should be happening. I don't see upset happen here, but I, but I could be wrong. Northwestern and Wisconsin, New Mexico State and Alabama, uh, Michigan State and Penn State. Some will probably see this upset, but I, I truly don't. Houston traveled to Temple to play Tempest, Minnesota, Iowa, Purdue, and Iowa State. Could could Purdue obviously eventually beat? Three teams this year in the top 10. We will see this Saturday. Maryland and Michigan State. Michigan State have to come bounce back from that loss um, last week um, against Purdue Boilermakers. Texas A&M and um, Ole Miss. Notre Dame and Virginia. NC State and Wake Forest. TCU and Oklahoma State should be a tremendous game. Washington and Oregon. Another good game in the number one team, Georgia Bulldogs, go to Tennessee and play the Volunteers. Should be a tremendous, tremendous, tremendous thing in the um, football, college football this next weekend. Let's uh, let's get to this NBA 75 list because I have I have so much to say about this NBA 75 list. Last week, I pointed out Carmelo Anthony, Anthony Davis, James Harden, not yet, Damian Leonard, Leonard, and Chris. I will, I will let, I will let Chris Paul go for the, for this week. Russell Westbrook, those four do not, and I repeat, do not belong in the top seventy-five all time. Really. It's a good thing the NBA doing a 75 all-time lift on their 75th anniversary, a 75th year in the league. But, man, what have Russell Westbrook did besides break Oscar Robinson triple-double? What, honestly. Absolutely nothing, in my opinion. And some of you guys, nothing should be nothing. Where's Vince Carter? Even though he's not a champion, he was a tremendous player, tremendous leader. Tremendous score. What Tracy McGrady at? Why Tracy McGrady not on this list? Damon Leonard. Another one. I love him. I really do. But as top 75 all time, no. James Harden. Another one. What have he done? Do I have to take you back to the conference finals where he will absolutely ice Ice, ice cold. What vanilla ice say? Ice, ice baby. He was ice, ice that night. 
ice, ice. I believe they missed 13 threes Th- straight. James Harden is another one. Anthony Davis, injury prom Anthony Davis. Top 75 all time and, and, and whatever we talking about. He's probably not even the big, the best big man right now. It's Joey B. How can you put Anthony Davis in a top 75 over anybody? You can make an argument for anybody. Any top big man of the 90s or early 2000s, you can make, even the 70s or the 80s, you can make an argument for anybody. Anthony Davis, injury prone. I just don't get it. I really don't. Carmelo Anthony. I really don't think he belongs. He's the number one guy that don't belong in here. What have he done? He haven't even got past the first round in his career. I believe the second round. The second round conference. One of those two. He haven't got past. Is you is is they really taking this to the point where it's overall how they look? If they going by talent or they going by overall career? Because if they going by overall career, those four I just named do not belong over here. Now we could and we could leave that, that Chris Paul at some point, yeah. But right now, uh, you can make an argument. You can make an argument. Yeah, no. But me personally, Carmelo Anthony do not belong anywhere. Probably top 100. I will say that. But top 75, no way. No, no, no way. Steph Curry belonging here. Kevin Durant belonging here. Of course, LeBron is in here. Um, Kawhi Leonard, of what they've done in individual stats, uh, no doubt about that. Um, um, Dirk Nowitzki, um, you know the. Um, I believe he became um, the first European player to win a championship. Of course, you got Robert Parrish here, Gary Payton, you know Paul, uh, Paul uh, Pierce, Scotty, you know Willis Reed, you know Oscar Robinson, they were then Robinson, you, you name it. You have all these legends. Of course, Dwayne Wade in here. What happened? How? Out of a good of a player he was, James Worthy, Lenny Wilkins, Dominique Wilkins, um, Isaiah Thomas, John Stock. The list is very tough, but you put Carmelo Anthony in here, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. I, I really don't. The new the Houston Astros have a lot of a lot of work to do this offseason. They have their top tier pitchers on the free agent market. You got Zach Greinke, Justin Verlander, Carlos Correa, all free agents. All free agents. Houston Astros has been to the Real Series, well, I believe, the last uh, four or five years, by at least about uh, three times. Um, three times out, I believe, three and five years. Two of those times they lost. Two of those times they lost. So the Nationals in this year to the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves, man, it, it was a tremendous year, man. I, I really, I'm not going to even get to the point that I actually picked them, but man, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a sure pick after the All Star break, because they are the first team, first team 
to win a World Series going to the All-Star break with a losing record. If you don't think that's something special, you is not a, a, a real fan of the MLB. There's no way. There is no way. The Atlanta Braves wouldn't have did that without that um those, those couple of accusations that they made uh, before the trading deadline. The, the trading deadline, man. Jorge Soler is a tremendous player, man. They need to really resign this dude. Deserving of MVP, very deserving of MVP. The parade was outstanding. It was very, very, um, very good to watch that team in that city to really um, feel that championship. They haven't felt that since '95. Overall, they know they Atlanta Falcons, you know, let them down a couple of years ago. But hey, man, it's just good to see Atlanta team as a again champions, you know, and the Major League Baseball. But Houston, Houston Astros, they have a lot of work to do. And from that, and from their from their um, post game after the World Series, I'm not confident um, Carlos Correa gonna stay. I'm, just, I'm 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 telling you right now, I am not confident that he might just go elsewhere. Y'all been to the World Series three times the last four or five years. And you only won once. Hey, if he go elsewhere, where would he go? I, I, I can I could probably best the best, best that's where all players go. He probably want to go to the New York Knicks. NFL Week Ten picks Thursday night, Baltimore, Miami. There's no reason why Miami shouldn't uh, Baltimore shouldn't dominate this team. I'm looking for Lamar Jackson to you know throw at least four touchdowns, five touchdowns, run for two. They they should annihilate this team. I'll go with Baltimore, New Orleans, and t- Tennessee. Tennessee, that defense, that defense will will find a way to you know turn a, um find a way to um get to Trevor Simeon, um Buffalo and New York Jets. Buffalo must blow this team out at least at least twenty. They have to blow them out. Show the NFL that you are for real. And that was a fluke yet last week against um, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Of all teams, the Jacksonville Jaguars. If the Buffalo Bills do not win the Super Bowl this year, they will look at that game and say, you know what? That was the game we knew. We was not going anywhere. Detroit um, Lions and Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Just because Detroit Lions are on eight. They're coming off a bad but. The Bass really don't really do nothing. They only help teams that's actually um, contenders in the National Football League. Jacksonville Jaguars go to the division rival, the Colts. I don't see the Colts losing this game whatsoever. I will take the Colts. Tampa Bay go to Washington. Washington defense, terrible. Probably the most let down defense in the league. I will go with Tampa Bay to get the win. Cleveland and New England should be a tremendous game. Both teams are playing on very Coming off very good victories. But if I had to put my money on it, I would go with New England just because they're at home. You know, Cleveland played good on the road, but last couple other games they played on the road, they played horrible, like Kansas City and um, L.A. Uh, in LA. I would take the New England. Atlanta Falcons and the Dallas Cowboys. There's no way Dallas is going to uh, – Atlanta going to blow a lead because they played last year in the same place. I don't see that happen. I see Dallas coming out with just straight, you know, annihilating them first half. I'll go with Dallas. Carolina, Arizona. No way Carolina win. I will go Arizona. 
Minnesota LA Clippers. I mean, LA Chargers. Sorry. I will go with the LA Chargers with the big dub. DC, I don't see Hawks and Green Bay. I don't even see. I don't. I, I don't. Russell Wilson back now. And it's a, and it, and it's a possibility Aaron Rodgers may not play. Just because of that, I'm going to go with the Seahawks. Because there's no way Je- um, Jordan Love going to beat Russell Wilson coming off a whole month of missing football. No way. The Philadelphia Eagles go to Denver. Should be a tremendous game. I will honestly go with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Kansas City and LA Ve- Las Vegas Raiders, a very good game. If the Las Vegas Raiders get a turn, if turn, if the Las Vegas Raiders can force turnovers, they will win. I think they will, and that's the reason why I'm gonna pick them. I will go with the uh, Raiders. And Monday Night Football next week, we have the LA Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. What do you think will happen? I hope we don't see what we saw last night, though. I'll tell you that. But I think LA Rams are going to go down just straight now, late then, man. The 49ers have nothing to play for, really. They're just really just trying to see how long do we have to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo? Because it ain't even about, and honestly, it's not even about him. It's the fact that he had plenty of years to show what he could do. And the best thing he could do for them is get them to the Super Bowl and lose. That's absolutely it. That's been my picks for the week um, week 10 NFL games. Ladies and gentlemen, before we get out, we're going to go to the best and worst. The absolute worst thing I've seen was actually Sunday. Um, the Dallas Cowboys lose the way they lose against a team that you're supposed to beat. 30 to nothing going to the fourth quarter. Not a good showing. Um, I'm sure they will come back next week against the Atlanta Falcons. The best thing is tonight, NCAA basketball is finally back, and we will have fans as the only two games I'm looking forward to see is um, Duke and Kentucky and Michigan State and Kansas. Jayhawks, two tremendous games. My final four is Kansas, Gonzaga, UCLA and Michigan. I got them four in the uh, final four coming um, next 2022 season in New Orleans. I see those four teams. I can't even pick a championship right now. You probably have to come to me probably sometime later on this year or early next year because college season started tonight. We're going to be, we, we, it's, it's, it's good to have college basketball, college football. NBA, NFL, all back at the same time with fans. And that's the best thing about sports is the fans. Um, that would do it for this episode of Sports Talk. Marcel, thank you guys for joining me for another one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, thank you for all the love and support. I've been getting um, so much for um, the last um, couple of months. I really do appreciate it. As always, hope you guys hope you guys have a tremendous week, a tremendous um tremendous um, weekend as we in the month of giving thanks and I thank you guys so much for joining me um, every single week to bring you the best in sports week Um, as always be good be great and I'll see you guys next week for episode 61